a cup of coffee, and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews, Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. I'm like, why does this woman look like she hates me? And then I realized that I didn't recognize that it was my ex-husband's new, like, girlfriend, and I was like, and eventually someone else in the conversation said her name and I was like, oh, good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Well, wait a minute. You want to do the, the last one? The, what was the moral of the story? You want to do the last one? I mean, good morning, Aurora. How y'all? We'll do the. We'll go back and oh, redo right. that in a second because <laughs> it kind of came in on a weird note. What was the moral of the story? The moral of the story is that I have face blindness. It's okay. called prosopagnosia. Okay. It, it means that I cannot recognize people. And the lady was the example. The lady was the example. Okay. Yeah. So the worst. So the worst case I've ever had was like running into my ex's new girlfriend, Got who it. I should have recognized from like social yeah. media stuff and right like, but like I can't. Sometimes my brain doesn't connect to the face. I was wondering, I was like, is this health related or is this juicy gossip? Good morning, no. Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. No, so good morning, Aurora. Yeah, so better. if you have, I'm that's choking better. on my, my breakfast thing. Mm. Great start this morning, guys. So yeah, if you are a person who has ever been like, I really have a difficult time with faces. Like if you can't, if you never recognize celebrities or like you watch The Departed and have no idea what's going on because it's just a bunch of white guys like, you know, shooting at each other for the whole movie, you may have prosopagnosia and you can kind of like self-diagnose on that. Like it's not, uh, there, there's degrees of this. Some people cannot recognize their own mothers, but most of us are just like idiots at cocktail parties who don't recognize people that it would be really advantageous for them to recognize. Yes, it makes for an awkward situation. It really does. Um, good morning, Aurora. <laughs> you are listening to and watching Jeanette's planning on the Second Largest City's First Daily News Podcast. Good morning, Stacy Saldana. Yeah. We'll see you when you arrive. Stacy Saldana is our interview uh, of the day. She wrote a book called um, Strength by Purpose. Yeah. Well, that sounds motivating. Yes, it does. We'll all be oh, excited to hear that. The book. All right. Jennifer Ryan Maitens here and Cindy Morales. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All y'all cool people. So we got things to talk about. We uh, do. But first, how was your week? Uh, oh, I wasn't prepared for that question. Um, It was good. I was so tired all week. I had like, things going. I had late meetings. Mm-hmm. I had, uh, gosh, I had a church meeting that I did like 11 o'clock at night. 
not a thing usually it's the church people are usually mourning per people not my church right no uh, <laughs> so yeah but i've got the day off today mm-hmm. gonna do a little landscaping okay yeah should be fun. Hopefully, I don't fall off scaffolding holding a, yeah, a chainsaw. That would be the that w- opposite. That would of, be the uh, opposite of, of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I also almost broke my foot this week and had to go to the emergency room and have them like or the urgent care and have them X-ray it to make sure it wasn't. Thanks. Yep. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Josie's here. <laughs> Josie added custom treats. And yes, built strong on purpose. That's the name. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I had it right. I guess you've got it. You got it. Right well, you, when, when you're on today, you can, you can tell us more about it in detail. Well, it's Friday the 13th. It is. So that's um, my week. That's, we don't got a spooky sound, but... Uh, we don't got a spooky sound. We got we a spooky... Had, we we got, had a moment. We had a moment. We had a spooky... The The podcast almost didn't happen this morning. Yeah, moment. word up. It, it would have looked really different. We would have went live from like the hallway outside. The lobby. It really janky. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> that would have been spooky that looking. That, that lobby is a little terrifying. <laughs> um, so we got news. We got topics. What's the first thing that we got? Another security. You, you told me you were going to tell me the first thing. So, so, We're talking so we security got, cameras on the yeah. Security cameras. Let's be safe. Start off with safety. Updated security is approved for the Aurora downtown parking garage. Yeah, is so the, the Stolt parking deck, and we talked a little bit about this already this week, I think, mm-hmm. uh, on the podcast. We're getting new security cameras. Sounds great because there's nothing worse than, like, and this happened to me also this week where, like, some some, sh- some shite went down. And I'm like, oh, I'll just grab the security camera footage. And the security camera f- footage gets that perfect view of the backside of somebody's car, uh, but is so jankety that you can't read the license plate, even though right. you have, like, a dead-on view. So <laughs> security cameras, great. Uh, I am in favor. I am pro security cameras in Places where you need security cameras, like parking decks and things. Um, I just wish, here's my wish for the Stolt parking deck. Why isn't it free? Can it be free? Why do we charge for parking in downtown Aurora? Ever. Well. Ever. So, so it's revenue for the city to do good. Uh, Right. Except, do you know what also drives? unify. That's the word. That's the language. (laughs) Do you know what what also drives revenue? People shopping in our stores and then getting more stores. And then those stores building more tax revenue for us. That's a word up. Yeah. Right? So, like, there has been this long-standing wild uh, fees on the parking deck pay for the long-term maintenance of the deck, which uh, is good. I really like the deck being um, being maintained, particularly because we are under it right now. You don't see me looking up. Don't tell like, people where we at, where girl. Where we at? Where we at? <laughs> <laughs> hold, hold that down. No, we not. Well, well, <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, so we're I have. coming to you from your vet, from your room. That's, That's right. <laughs> so I, well, okay. So in the past, I have worked under the parking deck. That is is also true and you hear the like thunk thunk of like cars over you Mm -hmm. sometimes or you did in my old office and that's terrifying and i want to make sure that that's maintained fair enough right but here's my thing which is like the more that you like know if you've ever come to downtown aurora to run into someplace or whatever to go get you some ice cream uh and which you should do shout out charlie's um but it's a Sunday afternoon and the Paramount's got a matinee and everything's parked up, right? Like, there should be more free parking in downtown. There's no need to charge for, like, parking. 
All right. Aldermen on the city council voted for three contracts totaling $342,330 for the work to replace the old video security system in the garage to install a new one to better integrate it with the city's existing systems. The contracts are with three companies, Aurora-based Scientel Solutions, LLC, NTI Technologies of Downer Grove, and Genetic Software. Aurora's already contracted with Scientel Solutions for preventative maintenance and support for information technology systems at the city. Officials there told the city that 44 cameras in the Stolp Island garage right now are old or at the end of their life. The city would pay Scientel to design and install the new system. The other contracts are $68,181 for software licensing from Genetic, $109,352 for NTI technology here comes the link y'all all right now Stacy says parking should be free Dan says good morning TGIF yes thank you Dan good morning to you too and um Stacy also says we don't charge people to park at our homes why at stores yeah um now and I, Dan hold, hold on because Dan okay, just I, the people talking now here's yeah because this is yeah mm-hmm. now check this out Dan says how should the pit, the city pay for the cost of maintaining the downtown parking system? Uh, well, like you know, we have a variety Word. of taxes, and just the thing doesn't always have to pay for the thing. So you can see, like, you know, we can, you can, the way that general, like, you could have a general fund, right? We mm-hmm. have a general fund. So you can always just move money from one so like you can know. you doesn't have to be appropriate isn't there? there's a pro you can't. it depends on what it is right. there are certain things that you can that are just like we pay this out of the general fund that's our policy okay. and so you just put it in the general fund there are certain things like capital improvements that you might put in a capital improvement fund that's for like when we build stuff and you want to you know it's kind of mm-hmm. like having your savings account for uh it's akin to a person having a savings account for the big purchase mm-hmm. coming up right uh you can also have what's known as enterprise funds enterprise funds are like uh the thing that's supposed to pay for itself so like water so our water bills pay for our water system in a a working enterprise uh fund system right so that's so like if we need repairs to the water infrastructure they you have to increase right um but you don't not everything has to be an enterprise like has to be run that way you can you can pay for things of different funds depending it is so long as like that's kind of how you have the rule set up now uh i do think that there are other options though because uh for example if you are doing long-term parking in the downtown like let's say like you live at uh you know one of the the apartment buildings in downtown um your parking should definitely be yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the opposite, actually. I was going to say, like, right, because if you live in the city of Chicago, right, in a big high-rise building and you have a parking space, you probably pay a few hundred dollars a month for that parking space, right? That's pretty typical. But um, the uh, – and it's kind of – you sort of build it into your cost of living, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and as opposed to I'm coming and popping in and going to a store, right? There's a reason that we, t- we used to have parking meters all over downtown Aurora, um the parking meters um people hated them uh because you know yeah they were old school you had to have change and stuff like that people didn't really want to but it was for the same like restaurants and uh dentist offices and um you know like stores and things like that they didn't want people to have to pay to come into their store it felt like a deterrent so eventually we got rid of the parking meters 
Um, and so my feeling is just like, let's expand. Maybe it's the first couple floors of the downtown parking deck or like free for if you're just shopping on a Sunday. That would that seems reasonable to me. All right. Know. The battle continues with the battle continues. reasonable parking in the city of Aurora. The time is 8-11. I will say this. Good morning. Happy birthday to Jose. Happy birthday, Jose. My last thought on downtown parking is that if parking is your biggest problem, that's a good problem to have in a downtown. Nice. Because that means that there's just a lot of people who want to be there. All right. Now, we also told you just the other day about a change in uh, the ability to serve complimentary alcohol for pop-ups and the like in downtown Aurora. And now this is pretty cool and this was recently voted on and it has been approved by the city council oh the link to what we were uh the link to the uh parking story is in the chat guys as well um so yeah i want to talk about this this is helpful helps, this is helps you get people to come it helps you build build on your um your stuff your this brand. is helpful for technically putting words to a thing that everybody was already doing anyway which is fine Oh, that's okay. Well, not everybody. <laughs> Maybe not everybody, but, I, but, I do think that's but raise your problems. hand if you've had free booze in a downtown business, not naming any names. Hi, I'm raising my hand. <laughs> like, yeah, but that's, see, I think that's so, the thing, though. Yeah, no, I think that it's... That's the problem. If we live in a society that thinks that you should be able to, uh, to put rules around who can drink when... That it makes sense to make all of those rules clear so that people know what they're allowed to do and what not to do. Because it can't just be friends right. of certain people this who is, sit on certain boards right. and only they can do the little right. thing with the Dixie cups and no scrutiny. Right. But if you want to do right. it in your thing, oh, we got rules. Right. right. I want it like it should be clear exactly. and it should be fair because some businesses, if they've been trying to do the letter of the law, they're like, I don't know if I can give you this booze while we're on my premises at night, like after closing hours and we're having a wagon wheel party. Um, <clears throat> shout out uh, <laughs> to the annual wagon wheel party. Uh, but it like now that it's like cl like clear, mm. right? Then you know we, here are the rules we follow, and that's what we follow. Now I'm not a super big fan of liquor laws in general because I currently it's uh, the time is eight fourteen in the morning, and I don't have to work today. And if I want a mimosa right now, I feel like I should be able to go get a mimosa right now. But um, I, like if we're going to have these rules, fair enough. Just make them clear and applicable to everybody. All right. The Aurora City Council approved a way for businesses to serve complimentary alcohol at their establishments. Um, now people can sip wine. They walk through an art gallery. Mm, mm -hmm. have a beer at the barbershop. Uh, city clerk Jennifer Stallings, who administers liquor licenses, has said businesses have called her office asking for... Uh, for bleh. We sip it up. Everybody sip it up. We're sipping. Sip it. Take it up. Oh. Mm. Oh. I went with the small this morning. I thought I was already a little wired. I already had a coffee at home. I saw that. I saw that. Now listen, well, I didn't see you have the coffee at home. I know you got a small coffee here. You gotta, All right. You gotta, you gotta pace yourself. Before this week, <laughs> the city allowed people to bring in alcohol to a restaurant known as BYOB, but not have a specific provision for shops that want to give away booze. Now it does. This is good. Anyone giving away alcohol also has to get a state license, but under a new rule, a store gallery can give away alcohol in conjunction with the purchase. It would also require the store to have someone on the premises who has Bassett training. 
which teaches people how to monitor drunkenness. That training can be taken. Have you ever, do you have your Bassett certification? Uh, I do not, not yet. I have my Bassett certification. Not yet. And uh, what a, it be, I, part, part I'm of about me, to have it though. Part of me always feels like Bassett certification is a little bit, is less about reminding uh, bartenders like how to tell if a guy is drunk because I feel like most bartenders know if a guy is drunk. Mm -hmm. uh, it's more like reminding them like, hey, bartender, I know you're around alcohol a lot and I know you get free drinks from all the other bartenders in town, pace yourself. Right. <laughs> like I always feel like it's almost a little more of a, a PSA to like bartenders, please don't become alcoholics. Oh, and that's right. <laughs> uh, I would be remiss. We got to tell you guys. Get ready because we have some. Our dear friend Tracy Duran tells us come on out to the back to school block party tomorrow. It'll be at the Aurora Regional Fire Museum table. Uh, that's where Tracy will be at. Uh, but yeah, that's the downtown Aurora block party. Lots of great um, organizations will be out there. AID, YWCA, The Neighbor Project, extra big shouts out. Um, this is a good time for that. How do I know? Now, also, there'll be a, a bunch. You know, Towns of 10th, Altiro will be open, and Charlie's Creamy. Come on out for some fun. Shouts out to downtown shouts Aurora. Out. Yeah, it is back to school fair season. It is, uh, it's that, it, summer is coming to a close. And uh, and every alderman in town is trying to court uh, favor by giving away free backpacks. It's like that season. <laughs> no, let's, let's talk about that. No, let's, let's, let's talk about that. that. Let's bring that up. Right? Now, I, right? said that, I said that just early this week. I now, said that just early this week. Chop it up. We got now time look, for that. The time is 8.17 Now, look, I am pro-kids getting backpacks. Oh, we're on screen. Uh-oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> little, Girls, the news, you gotta less, be ready for the news. A little less, little less skin show. Okay, all right. Anyway, no, uh, uh, I am pro kids getting backpacks and school supplies for school. I do not want to indicate that I am in any way anti kids having school supplies. I love school supplies. They're right. like my, I still buy school supplies. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is definitely like every alderman in town's like, let's give away free stuff, right? Yeah. Like, uh, which is everywhere, right? But it like we used to, we did the. It used to be that the entirety of the city would just all get in on the communities and schools, like the really big like school supply giveaway that had been going on mm -hmm. for like decades. And now it's like everybody's own thing out in their own ward. Well, I was saying, I was saying just, uh, I was saying just the other day that like now it's not even. In some cases, it doesn't feel like it's even about the students and giving back the school uh, stuff. It's about outdoing uh, the other yeah, person. Yeah. Zumba which, instructors. Which, now we got clowns and everything. Look, I'm all for like uh, a little one-upsmanship if the uh, if the beneficiaries are poor kids getting like you know notebooks mm -hmm. for school. But, <laughs> like, you can also partner on these things, and sometimes when you partner on things, the sum is greater than the part, sure. you know? Yeah. Like, when you yeah. have the really, really big event that everybody goes to, and everyone gets, like, all the school supplies, and then all of the, you know, organizations in town that offer after-school programs are all there giving you information, and VNA is there giving out immunizations, and, like, all, you know, like, when you get it all done at once, and the only thing you got left is to buy your kids some new shoes, like, it's, that's, uh, uh, I would, I would love to see that, that huge 
like I would just like to see more color. Oh, yeah. Rather than I'm only doing this for the people in my right, um, Aisha Saxon's here. Good morning to you, Aisha. Good morning. All right, the time is now eight nineteen a.m. So you know, there's a ban on evictions. Yeah, that's back. Ban on eviction. Which is great. It was gone for like a day. Um, and then it was back. Well, here was, here was the thing. It was gone for like a week and went, yeah. the world went to hell. Yeah. The world went to straight hell. Yeah. Um, you know, it's great when people have places to live. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I there's a new ban on evictions per the CDC and it goes until October 3rd. Uh, the point of the whole thing was to stop evictions and people's experiencing homelessness. Uh, in counties where the Delta variant is substantial or very high. That's the language per the CDC. The very, well, substantial is lower than where we're at now. We're at high, right? And so it covers us, right? Mm -hmm. We're at high right now, and then it'll probably keep Girl, going. I'll just tell you yeah. what the CDC said. Tell I, me what I the CDC said? Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, so, well, because substantial and very high are now apparently, like, official. Very high is an apparently official term now. Right, these people days, use that all the time. As opposed to me just being yeah, very yeah. high. The election was stolen. The, look at the votes from very high. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> all right. Uh, speak, or so the announcement was a reversal uh, because previously there was an earlier moratorium to lapse over the weekend saying after a dramatic Supreme Court ruling prevented an extension. That ripped open a dramatic split between the White House and progressive Dems who insisted the administration do more to prevent some 3.6 million Americans from leaving their home during the COVID-19 crisis. The time is 8.21 And so if somebody is uh, on the verge of losing their housing currently, what would you recommend that they do? Since they have the ban on evictions, who should they call? What should they do? What do they have to do? I think what here's what they should do. They should. So I feel like you're an expert in this territory. Yeah, here's what you should. Do. You should reach out to relevant community partners like Loaves and Fishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, House. Mm-hmm. You should also um, the organizations in Naperville. The name escapes me, but it's around the corner from North Central High School. Uh, I apologize for not having that on the fly. Is that one three sixty? Uh, no, it's not. It's not. It's not three sixty. Uh, it'll it'll come to me. Another in, in amazing organization. We'll get that. Um, but you should also contact uh, King County two one one. See what their resources are, and I would encourage you to look up what district you live in. Contact your state representative. Say that you're a constituent like resources on housing. Time is 8.22 a.m. Dan Barrero tells us that some back-to-school events have entertainment, food, bounce houses, and other services. Look, man, I love a good bounce house. Word up. I also love good. But um, immunizations in the ban on evictions, I'm going to give you the link to the chat right now. The time is now 8.22. I am surprised that it only goes until October 3rd. That doesn't seem like a very long stretch, uh, considering that they also just this week announced, uh, well, I guess it was last week, it just happened. Uh, they announced a continued um, delay on repaying your student loans. So uh, federal student loans are still on the repayment pause, frozen at 0% interest, hallelujah, until uh, February 1 is now. 
So okay. that was that was set to uh, expire, and everyone was going to have to start paying again um, on October first of this year. And now it stretches to February first. And can I just say, as a person with a significant student loan balance, I would like to encourage all of you to start licking doorknobs and uh, just prolong no, this pandemic as long as possible. I can't do that. No. No. No, you can't. I'm saving so much you money cannot. every month. No. You can't do it. Listen. No, because you know what? Listen, for real. We're, we're getting there now. We're I'm getting saying, there. Know, shout out. Thank you to we're the fans, subscribers, and supporters. I am kidding. We, Go get your vaccines. Have, put on your face masks in public. Like, do not keep this pandemic going not, any longer than it needs to. But also, to know, do not. Do not. Even though I have a vested financial stake in this pandemic going on forever so that I never have to pay my student loans again. I feel you. I feel you. So, but Girl, for those. You know, I feel you. For those of you who uh, are looking for more information on the student loan crisis, what you should know is that uh, until you don't have to pay if you have federal loans, again, this everyone who's got private loans, sorry, you're out of luck, uh, but you don't have to pay until February 1st. Uh, if you do have a significant loan balance and you are expecting to have to pay off that whole thing, like throw as much money as you can to it as possible right now because you're, you don't, you're not paying interest, so you're paying down all of your principal faster. Uh, unless you're looking at significant forgiveness through a variety of programs feature if you were case consult your financial advisor tax planner uh, shoot me a text strategize with you one-on-one uh, -on -one basis strategy is good because, strategy is good because student loans suck and no one should have to pay them at least not at this exorbitant not at six percent I should you know student loans are still like you pay more in interest on your student loans than you do on your house. Stupid. All right, a couple of quick news items, cool. you guys. Uh, bilingual story time. That's going to be on uh, Thursday, August 19th at 11 a.m. at Garfield Park. Brought to us by our dear friends at the Aurora Public Library. Shouts out to Fabiola Dunsing and Laura Stoney. Appreciate it for everything you do in the community. Also, the Alive Center has a teen mentorship program. Now, this is very good. The purpose of this program is to create positive peer relationships between middle school students and upperclassmen by spending time together, trying new things, and discovering what makes them come alive. alive? Oh. Oh, oh, you got that. That's crazy. That's clever. Yeah. Yay. I like that. Um, both mentor and mentee will gain a greater sense of belonging and confidence. Uh, mentees are middle school students, mentors are high school juniors and seniors. Shout out to the Alive Teen Center, Addie Rubio and Casey Chitwood also wrote. The time is 8.26. Norma says she's stopping by to pick up her cup after the show. All right, Norma, it's here waiting Woo. for you. It's here. It is here. Yeah. All right, Not so, this let's, cup. Uh, so let's move on. Cup. Let's move on. What's uh? Now, we went to the well, ban yeah. eviction, student loans. We you talked had... student loans. Oh, we that did was that. all the information? That, that was my information on student loans, okay. which is don't pay them right now unless you pay them and pay down all the interest. Right. Yes. Uh, let's talk pandemic. You want to talk I mentioned pandemic? cases were on the rise on Tuesday and Wednesday, but let's refresh A tenfold that. increase, people, locally. A tenfold increase. We were seeing like 10 cases a day, and now we're seeing like 100 cases a day. Wear your mask. Get your vaccine. That's it. That's all I've got on COVID this time around, I feel like. Uh, we talked last week about how 
uh, Delta variants going crazy, but there are other, there's a whole Greek alphabet of letters out there uh, of other variants that could potentially, um, you know, if they take hold uh, and they mutate in ways that the vaccine cannot protect us against before we get all vaccinated against the current strains, then we're, re- we're back at square one. So go get your vaccine, wear a mask. It will peter out eventually, but only if we all do all the things we're supposed to. Now we got commissioners. New we do. Commissioners. We, we have some new plan commissioners, and we just wanted to give a shout out to one of the friends of the show. Greg Ellsbury. Your new plan commissioner, everybody. Hey. Hey. Ellsbury, you watching? You watching? You listening? We know a lot of people binge watch on the weekend, so mm-hmm. they're not commenting live, but we just wanted to make sure you got it. So if you, fine listeners of the Great American Morning, right, right, uh, are running for office or getting appointed to things or whatever, do let us know. Happy to, to shout you out. Right. Participate. Exactly. Democracy is not a spectator sport, as we've said on this show a good many times. And mostly we just like having friends in high places. All right. So. <laughs> All right. So the Aurora City uh, Council meeting members approved a number of development and improved projects: traffic signals and parking, garage surveillance system upgrades, sidewalks, affordable that. housing, and planning that. for higher end housing. The twelve minute meeting didn't have any speakers speaking to use their voices for up to three minutes. That was different. That's rep- that was strange. Reporting. There is always somebody. Always. It is. It is like. You guys know we talked about this. We talked about this. There's always a person who's ready to give their three minutes using using pointed language, just shy of using profanity mm-hmm. about topic X mm-hmm. with little to no knowledge. Mm-hmm. Well, you little know, to know. the people they're allowed to say the things they I, are. Yeah, my sure, the sure. best uh, sure. public comment that I ever got at a meeting was when someone threatened to water their landscaping with my tyrant blood, uh, uh, which I thought was <laughs> which was less than ideal. Um, yeah, and I was like, oh, because so it was it was angled such that like this guy is going off. I think we raised taxes. I don't know what it was, uh, but this guy is re- really 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 upset in public comment about something, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like right here. And police chief is like right over here, who's like our only security at this event. And I'm just like, right. uh, um, I don't know if I really like being like in the middle. Uh, anyway, so it was fine. That was like my first meeting ever getting to sit at a dais. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So what, be, what happened to the guy? Uh, he said his piece and then he left. And he we, didn't get arrested. He didn't get arrested. See that? Uh, and see, look, see? it was a very, <laughs> you see it was a very. <laughs> You said, what if your neighbor, what if your friendly radio host had done that? <laughs> Let's put that in the chat. Oh, boy. You think they would have arrested me or you think they would have? Uh, I think it all depends on uh, context and subtext and exactly how. That was a good dodge. And how that was a good... you thanks. <laughs> I won't even call it that. That wasn't a dodge. That was a, that was a good one. Very I think, uh, yeah, it, it also depends. It wasn't like a direct threat, like, I'm going to murder you. It was just a quote of. Uh, I think that's pretty. Back in that's the day. Still, that's still it was pretty. still a little concerning for me. Um, yeah, there's a reason that everybody who works in government buildings routinely does um, 
uh, Alice training, like active shooter training. It's government buildings are actually the building, like workplaces to be in for mass violence. So All we're right. heroes, guys. Let's talk TIF Um So we got some, we got some TIF districts. Mm. Uh, we told you guys about TIF districts. We mentioned it yesterday slightly, but we talked about this article and the TIF district Tuesday as well. Yeah, so like so I'm gonna do so. Ne- I think next week. Tune in next week because we're gonna what we're gonna do is tease right now, but we're gonna take a deep dive into what a TIF district is uh, next week and why, uh, what they mean for development and what they mean for your taxes and what they mean for schools and everything else. Uh, but for right now, what you need to know is just that uh, the city is. Um, uh, has two, has new TIF districts planned for two new developments in the downtown. And um, the city of Aurora has taken this really, really interesting approach to how it handles it. So um, the TIF is a tool that is used by cities to, um, it's basically like a tax break for developers. Mm-hmm. It takes, it allows the taxes in, usually in a whole big, um, like a big district, like a whole downtown or something like that that's blighted or like kind of crumbling, right? Like sad, yeah. a sad looking downtown, like an old Rust Belt city downtown, not like we know any of those around here. Uh, and usually you draw lines around the whole neighborhood and say, okay, this is now a TIF district. It sort of freezes the property taxes at a certain level. And right. then, um, uh, as you and then people improve their properties right based on this tax break and the, the dollars stay in the tiff district and can kind of get used to be funneled back into the uh the new developments in one way or another um and so it it sort of bridges the gap between uh the cost of the new development and them actually being able to make profit on you know whatever it is that they're developing um so we have two uh, uh, but what aurora has done that's different and, and weird is that we have these like little mini ones where we're just like instead of doing a whole neighborhood where we target a, a specific uh, like block or even one property. Right. And say like we're going to make this one a TIF, uh, which has some pros and cons. It can get kind of expensive because to establish TIF districts, you need lawyers and consultants and all these things. You got to figure it out. Um, and uh, it also gets tricky because. The amount of like the increment quote-unquote the amount of incentive that like it has to go back into improving just that one little property so you can't like usually what you do in a downtown for say is take all that extra money that's generated and add landscaping and benches and thing like all the things are like redo some of the streets all the things that you need to make a downtown like look really nice and pretty right. um but when you do these little guys you have to keep the money in the same same plot so uh it's got some pros and cons but what we're seeing uh, from, it, from it is we're getting uh, two new properties here in downtown. One is that apartment building that we've already talked about. The one that's going. The proposed one. The proposed one, the one that's go, that would be going between. Well, it's so it was approved. But part of that proposal was that the city was then going to attempt to put a, get a TIF, a TIF district approved for that land. Right. And then the incentive would kind of go back to the. Um, 
And so that's that apartment building that we talked about that's going to face uh, going to be on the river between on on Route 25 between the Aurora Township building and Jake's Bagels. So at least the people will get really yummy bagel sandwiches in the morning living in that building that it's just not my Man, favorite. I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking, about favorite it. I'm thinking about it right now. That would be live next right? door to Jake's That's Bagels. dangerous. Ooh. I would be a little, little, I get a little chubby. This guy's here every morning. The other one. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, while she's looking that up. So I'm Alderman will vote. Okay. The resolution would authorize spending $627,000. Oh, yeah, um, now, I, I want to say, we give you guys the names uh, for a reason. Please, when you hear us mention these companies, do your research. Learn what's going on. You can't just say them unless you know who them is. Uh, but anyway, the resolution authorizes spending $67,000 to hire Kane, McKenna, and Associates to do the studies. Uh, these tax increment studies, that's what we talked about, how much money just it is. Right, just right, study. right. Just so. to come out and even look if we can do it yeah. is 600 or excuse me, $67,000. Uh, now, Jeanette mentioned micro tips, small and basically encompass specific projects. We have this link. We're going to give it to you yep. here. Uh, the other project, I'm looking for the other project. Oh, Corner of Cross and Middle Avenue. Right, that's right. Which, um, so, uh, but, so, stopping short. Uh, so, basically, it's going to run down Middle Avenue, which, uh, if there is a spot, where uh, if district might make an awful lot of sense to take a sad old crumbling bit of infrastructure and turn it into something nice. I don't know that I can think of any better candidates than Middle Avenue. Even know which one yeah, Middle Avenue needs, is? Yeah, I know Middle. Yeah, yeah that's Middle. The joint that it's goes like Galena Hotel. It's like an alley. All that. It's not even like the fact that we call it a street sometimes is like. Yeah, there's nothing Avenue about it. There's nothing. There's like there's like broken glass. Uh, I mean, there's like yeah. Here's it's, it's literally here's, like it's literally that that hip hop song, broken glass. Everywhere, people pissing on the corners like they just don't care. I don't know that one, but yes, that is an accurate statement. <laughs> like we could look let's i vote we do the really eco-friendly thing here on middle avenue when we're building this whatever we're gonna build in this tiff district which sounds like mixed use like retail and, and apartments and things which is great that's fine uh but we we when we mill that we just take all of the gravel all of the asphalt that's crumbling and all of the broken glass and we recycle that into some nice recycled glass uh, infrastructure like the buildings and things like that, right? It'll be love. I, I think that's right a good there. idea. Yeah, no, that's word up. Yeah. That's word up. Yeah. That's word up. Yeah. Now, listen to this. <laughs> Some just old beer bottles turning into new Aurora. We got to say good morning <laughs> and a shout out to two great people and two good businesses right now. First things first, we'll go on with the rest of the show. The time is 8 a.m. Uh, Mark Hogan, good morning to you, Mark Hogan, and shout out to Tappy on Broadway, located at 24 North Broadway, right downtown, the intersection of Broadway and New York Street, right across from Chupacabra, right next door to a Taekwondo joint. Are we um, doing shout outs? Because we are. Okay, because I want to shout out uh, that I'm wearing the second best t shirt in a row right now. You're watching us online. You're wearing the first best t shirt in a row, obviously. So shout out to 57. And when you are open today from exactly 10.53 p.m. until uh, 11.02, I will be there, right? Because those are the hours uh, daily. They open at 11? 
See, no. that's why they not. They, see, open, they will never get with the coffee They game. open oh, at 8, but guys, guys, Yo. we have a morning show. We need the coffee. Start up. We need the coffee. Eight to two. People was like, you never, the I best, never see you in uh, Society 57, Kurt, and they ain't open until like 10 o'clock yeah. at night. <laughs> <laughs> late now. The best coffee at Aurora is open. It's available only from eight to two. Right, seriously. So. Um, now, uh, hold on. I got to give you guys. Sorry, a we got off. off we got off track because we were shouting and, out. And um, Josue Pais, DJ Venom. Shout out to Harry B's Dog Parlor located at two one five West Galena Boulevard in beautiful downtown Aurora. And also, we have to give a thank you because we got something new. What do we have? Did y'all see this? What have we got? Ooh. Did y'all see this? Hold on, let me show you. Our dear, Ooh. dear friend of the show, Tracy Duran, one of our fans, gave us this <laughs> awesome desk piece. It says, good morning, Aurora is on the air. Thank you very much, and thank you to everybody who supports what we're trying to and do. And if here. you ever want to give us gifts, they'll probably show up. Thank you very here. much. We've oh, yeah. Got, they, we've got wall space. We've got, we've got table space. Yep. We've got, we'll make it work. All right. Keep it keep it small. Um, so let's uh, <laughs> now. What's next? What else? What's do we next have? on our list? We saw uh, now. We can talk bikes. We mentioned the Green Mile yesterday. I'm talking bikes. Yes. Uh, the the transportation committee has always tried to stimulate outdoor activity. Mm-hmm. The city has also gone so far as to put the uh, first. It was Zagster. Ah, uh, yes. The, uh, bikes we, out yeah, there. now we have the, the orange ones. Right. And I don't know what they're called, but they have them up and down the uh, Fox, the lower Fox River Valley. So you right. can get them. Right. In Montgomery, you can pick one up at the downtown Oswego Libra- Library. So oh, really? Hold on. Sip, what, what the hell? Girl, sip it up. Uh, sip it up. Okay. We, mess, uh, we mess up. Sip it up. Sip it up. Uh, it was like Oswego Library. Yeah, I was. Certainly. So you can pick one up at the Aurora Public Library and then uh, ride it down to the Oswego Public Library in downtown, which means I really have no excuse to not ride a bike to work because that would be my most of my uh, commute right there. Right. Um, but uh, I don't because I'm so <laughs> a nice little commute for you on a bike. A little I have morning. and I have uh, done that commute. That? Yeah, when I when I owned my own bike prior to it getting stolen off of church. Yes, I did back to do that commute. Probably it was a little sweaty, but you know right. it's it's also efficient though, right? Because like you don't, yes, and then you you get done, you get home at the end of the workday, and your workout's already done. Right. So it's killer being in a river valley, though I have to say, a cyclist in a river valley, because you know you go down hill and you ride on the beautiful Fox River Trail, which is my favorite place to ride ever and always will be. Uh, and then you're all tired and then um, you're trying to get home and the whole thing is just like an uphill, a literal uphill battle, right? right. Trying to get uh, back up the high street is high, right? Like you're going right. <laughs> north or not like yeah, east on the, it's all thing. That's it. That's my biking. Oh, uh, but yeah, so we're we're redoing the Green Mile, which is great. They're trying to figure out if they can uh, get the concrete really green looking, which I think is really funny. Um, when you so so the Green Mile, which is not actually a mile, it's more like half or a quarter mile, something like that. It's that little path right, and it goes right down River Street uh, in front of 
Society 57, the best coffee that's never open in downtown Aurora. Um, and the, uh, <laughs> uh, and McCarty Mills, and then it, it kind of goes, it goes further south out of town. And that was the last, what's significant about the Green Mile is that it was the very last piece of the Fox River Trail that was disconnected for years. So you could go all the way from Algonquin in the north all the way down to Oswego. It's 43 miles or something like that, except that there was no Fox River Trail for half a mile in downtown Aurora. So we finally put that in um, a few years back. Uh, But then they painted the green on and then the asphalt crumbled. And so they're repainting it, but they're putting new asphalt down first, which is great, except you still can't ride on it in the winter. Here's my complaint. Here's my complaint. Look, other park districts and forest preserve districts and cities and whatever, they plow the trails in the winter. Do you know why? So you can ride them in the winter because it's in in this area in particular, I feel like our our trails are modes of transportation, right? right? For a lot of people, they're not just recreation, although recreation is important, uh, but they're also like ways for people to get legit get around. And I know this because every winter I go for a run on the trails or I try to and they're covered in ice or whatever, but there's plenty of bike tracks going through because people are still riding their bikes to get to work or whatever in the, in the dead of winter, in the middle of the snow, super dangerous. And I just want to make the plea, like, let's fix the path, but then also plow it. Plus, now you've got all those lovely businesses there, right? You're trying to get to McCarty Mills or you're trying to leave McCarty Mills. You're maybe already a little toasty and you're walking past the the green mile and you slip and fall because they don't plow it not good not the good opposite of- the opposite of good but here's something that is good mm-hmm. the daca campus briefing Ooh. that's taking place uh monday coming up 3 30 to 4 30 p.m it'll be a zoom webinar there is a post on our facebook page that has the link to this you would be remiss not the word of the day write that down you would be remiss not to take part in this. Over the past year, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program has experienced uh, a number of legal and political challenges. How do these changes impact our students, staff, well, not mine, right, but our people? So it's just in general, yeah. just every, everybody, um, and mostly those people. Or eligible for DACA status, and how can we best support undocumented and DACA members of our campus community? I, University of Illinois, Urbana, Champaign. Say that name again. University of Illinois, Urbana, Champaign. Urbana. Right. I said United, like. Urbana. Yeah. Urbana. 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 No. I lived there. Urbana. It's called Urbana. Urbana. Look, dude, everything south, we all know that everything south of I 80 is either misspelled or mispronounced. We all know that, so we're just rolling with it. It's Urbana. Champagne, not spelled like the drink. It's very confusing, uh, but that's. You know what, Victoria? Right there with Versailles and Cairo. Victoria Hylamanonato just said <laughs> "ban." So you know what? That's, that's official. That's official. I'll go with that. We got Versailles. We got Cairo, and we got Urbana. That's that's Illinois. I mean, that's Fort That's Illinois. Hey, I haven't been. I've never been. You've never partied in Urbana? No. Oh, man. That sounds like a good morning or a, a field trip right there. We got people down there? I mean, oh, we can go down there. Live.
Good morning, Aurora. Live from Urbana Champagne. Frog in a corner, he go right. Where you actually can be Rambone. drunk. Where you actually can be drinking at uh, eight in the morning. It's no problem. And like any any number. Tomato. I like the host West. Any, any number of frat baby. houses would be uh, pleased to give us uh, some Keystone Lights at eight in the morning. It'd <laughs> be great. All right. Told you about, uh, <laughs> we told you about DACA. Uh, gave you that. Let you know at the post. And the link to the Zoom webinar is on our Facebook page. Uh, real quick news for you guys. This, or excuse me, um, tomorrow at Greenfield, or excuse me, today at Greenfield Park, Alderman Sherman Jenkins and the African-American Men in Unity are hosting their 13th annual, yes. But is it, are they giving away backpacks? Wait, hold on a second. Dan Barrero, hold on. Dan Barrero just says, he says, how do you pronounce Copley? I see you, Dan. Dan throwing some zingers Copley. out there. Is it Copley or Copley? What what it's else Copley. would it be? It's Copley. Right? It's Copley. The Copley newspapers. The Copley, the Copley family. The Copley mansion. The Copley. Are there people who call it Copley? Who calls it Copley? Nobody calls it Copley. Somebody in the audience no. calls it Copley. They're like, I'm not gonna type nothing. No, because it's <laughs> because it's the, the L comes before the E. If the E came first, then it would be Copley. But the L comes and then and then the E. I call it Copley. Yeah, as you should. That's I call its it name. Copley. Yeah, mm -hmm. I call it Copley. Um, okay, so last things last. Last things last. The very last thing we got to talk about. What do we do? Is that um, Leonard's Avenue. Oh, Leonard's Avenue. <laughs> Speaking, yes, okay. So there was a, a charming. Um, we got like. We got like two minutes. Okay, we're going to do it fast. So, Leonard's Avenue. Have you ever been down to Leonard's Avenue for Christmas? Our illustrious host. No! It's an Aurora tradition. And it's, uh, at this point, um, both incredibly charming and also, like, just this really super weird retro blast from the past. But, like, when you drive down Leonard's Avenue, which is on the east side in the Pigeon Hill neighborhood, um, they, there's, uh, they have these Christmas displays out. And they're uh, super... They're super religious, right? It was um, this kind of movement back in the 50s. Like, they're, like they started in 1951 to like try and, oh, we're going to put the Christmas back in, the Christ back in Christmas sort of thing. Um, and then in the 70s, they expanded to add all these like peanuts things. So when you drive down Leonard's Avenue and shout out everybody in the comments who's been to Leonard's Avenue in uh, for December for the see the displays, like let us know because it's like this beloved family memory. Um, you uh, drive down and you hear that you see the Christmas story like on these big lit up displays. And Christmas time is correct. Here. And so, uh, but they're super retro, like vintage from 1951. And uh, up, so naturally, up. they're all falling apart now because the what happens is every person in the neighborhood like basically agrees to like store these things in their basements and their garages. And stuff and then they're like personally trying to keep them like in nice shape but they're all like 70 years old so uh they are doing a collection there's a gofundme um to try and raise funds to uh and they're looking for corporate sponsorships and things like that to um help them restore all of the old original stuff because it was all made in 1951 so you can't get it anymore it's uh you know like they can't just go to like the old timey shop and like rebuy these things they're all custom made so they're going to they're trying to find they're reaching out to people like artisans who can uh, replicate these things but that's expensive so uh we'll put the link in the chat for that for the gofundme and 
And uh, I think this uh, this holiday season, we're going to have to go take a drive down Leonard Avenue. I can't believe you've never done this before. Josue says that he takes his boy every, every year. Every year. And Victoria Malnado shouts out. She says that she's done that at Christmas. Uh, Josue said, talk more about DACA. Can't really talk more about it better than that webinar on Monday. But because you bring it up and because a lot of people are still unsure and there's a whole lot of garbage as about the program here's the basic overview for those who do not know um what is the deferred action for childhood arrivals uh department of homeland security continues to focus its environment excuse me enforcement resources on the removal of individuals who pose a danger to national security or risk to public safety dhs will exercise prosecutorial discretion as appropriate to ensure that enforcement resources are not expended on low priority cases such as individuals who came to the United States as children and meet other key guidelines, um, individuals who demonstrate that they meet guidelines below, and it's a whole lot, this is literally from UCIS, um, may request consideration of deferred action for childhood arrivals for a period of two years, subject to renewal, renewal for a period of two years, and may be eligible for yeah, so, employment authorization. So That's this, a Yeah, so this passed back in 2015-ish, is Obama-era thing, I want to say 2015-ish, uh, it's an Obama era thing, maybe a little bit before that. Uh, Obama era thing basically said like uh, the people that we care about arresting at the border are drug dealers and like uh, people trafficking humans and all of these other people that we'd really like to keep out of the country. Uh, the people that we feel some sort of obligation to, though, are those people who um, their mom or dad or someone, someone in their family took, brought them as children across the border. They had no say in the matter because they were kids, so they had no like agency to be breaking any like any immigration laws in the first place. Um, and so we allow them to. We basically do not. Technically, we could deport them, but we have chosen not to, so long as they fill out this paperwork every two years and generally stay out of trouble and contribute to like American society. Right. So you're allowed. This gives. DACA gives people the ability to uh, work and to go to school and things like that. So uh, it's still so, sort of a messed up program, though, because these people who have literally lived here their entire lives since they were children, people who have never don't remember living in Mexico or anywhere south of there, people who have uh, no, uh, who might not even speak Spanish, right? So if we were to drop them back off in San Isidro, it would be like, uh, what? Um, the... Uh, uh, it's still this like tenuous, we kind of have to live here, like we were allowed to live here, but we're not allowed to be citizens and we can't vote and we can't do all these things, right? Even though this has like been our entire lives. Uh, so there's been multiple pushes uh, in the immigration fight to try and keep these folks, um, to like give them a path to citizenship, right? Because they've been here again their entire lives and they have contributed and paid taxes and done all of these things, right? Um, but uh, currently, it's sort of just a, a constant in limbo. Every two years, we fill out the paperwork and hope that they don't round us up and deport us uh, program. All right. The time is now 8.53 a.m. Um, so we have to wrap it up because we have a great interview that's coming up. And you guys will be seeing that. We've got a wonderful author, also a Navy veteran that's going to be today. So stay tuned for that. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel as soon as it drops. Bing! You get the little notification. So it's, there's probably um, a button down here. Yep. I'm probably pointing. Oh, uh, no, you got it right. Pointing. You got it right. Um, maybe that corner. So maybe that corner. Have a blessed, safe, positive weekend. Subscribe to the show. Subscribe and become a patron. Um, we've got the mugs here. When you 
join us on Patreon. Mug. Nora Peterson, Dan Bro, will get uh, your mugs are here to be picked up this morning. Um, thank you again to our dear sister. Yeah. And with that, have a good weekend, you guys. Uh, take care of yourself and each other. Adios, everyone.